Hi there. Oh my goodness. Long time no see. I think people think I've abandoned them last Friday, but I didn't. I didn't. Happy uh, Tuesday and a happy Passover week, everybody. Good to see everybody this afternoon. It's good to see you, Cynthia. Doesn't to be different. It's always a blessing to see you guys. And so happy. I don't want to say that, but yeah, okay, who cares? Happy Passover. I'm glad to be here. Hope you guys had a great weekend as we come out of the weekend heading into Passover week. Um, it's been an interesting uh, week for me. I'm going to get into that here in a second as, man, the devil is kicking up his heels big time. I'm trying to get this thing. Hang on one second with me while I correct this thing here. There it is right there. I'm going to get it behind there. Nope, I need to get it in front of it, actually. Let me put it in front of the camera. There we go. I hope you guys are having a great week, though. Um, yeah, the devil's kicking up his heels, though. And um, <clears throat> last week, we just got an opportunity. We had to take care of some business, and I went down to Galveston. And so God's moving us forward there. And I'm just super excited for what God is doing in our lives right now. I'm really grateful. Um, and hopefully good things are happening for you, too. Hopefully good things are happening for you, too. See you this afternoon, guys. It's always good to see you. Facebook, YouTube. Always a pleasure to see you. But... You know, if the enemy's kicking up his heels at you, that is proof that you're rightly aligned. And the Lord just told me just now, you know, because a lot of people have been asking, you know, God, when? When are you going to start punishing these people for uh, coming at the righteous? When are you going to start coming at these people who refuse to do things God's way? And God says, it's upon you. The time is upon you right now. So don't lose hope. Don't quit doing what God's telling you to do. The wicked will always be punished. Even the wicked that proclaim to be Christian. There are fakes in the body. There are, there are wannabes in the body. And there are a disobedient. Actually, they're all disobedient. And so we're going to be heading into that topic today. We're talking about true intercessors. The Lord's saying, don't quit. <clears throat> and then he's talking about losers, the true losers, which are three-fourths, I hate to say this, um, of the disobedient. And it's actually history repeating itself where mankind... There's three-fourths of the body of Christ. We talked about those four people groups. I don't want to talk about that again. But they thought that they know more than God. They thought that they knew more than God. But now they've gotten into acting like junkyard dogs. And so they're missing out on being able to enter into divine time. And I'm going to get into that today, too. So stick with me. But uh, where are we at right now for the obedient? Um, every true Christian will always have to come to a crossroads where we we're faced with having do things God's way or our way. You understand that? And so for the body of Christ, for three-fourths of the body, I was looking at that number today thinking, my God, that is a huge number of people getting caught up in disobedience, getting caught up in the falling away. That's a lot of people. That's a whole lot of people. But history always repeats itself. And the Lord gave me the analogy today. He said, do you realize... History always repeats itself, and this is the same thing that happened with the angels when Satan fell. Three-fourths of them fell, and there were only a fourth of the angels that stayed. The Lord says, history is just repeating itself, Missy, because this is the beginning of the great falling away. And I thought, oh my God, my God. And so we're finding ourselves faced with having to do things <clears throat> God's way or our way in this new season. And it actually started, I'll go there. Can I go there, Holy Spirit, real quick? Um, it started when 45 first came down the escalator. And this isn't a political talk, by the way. But it started 
when he entered the conversation because of the Cyrus anointing, but a heart like David. And that was the beginning of God pouring out and trying to get America's attention on to coming back into the heart of the king, the heart of the Lord. And if you miss that, if you miss that, then you've truly missed the boat. You've missed the boat and the whole message that's been going on the last seven years. You've missed it. And the prophets, a lot of the prophets have missed it. But boy, did they miss the boat. And the true prophets, and I'm telling you, true prophets out there, and don't assume you're a true prophet, by the way. If you joined ranks with the false prophets, people that were saying, where God gave us an opportunity, are you going to believe me when I told you he's coming back? Are you going to believe what you feel? Are you going to believe what you see? We had an opportunity. That was our crossroads as a, as a, as a nation. Excuse me if I can talk. That's where, that was our crossroads. And so what, we, what I felt like we were faced with is that then the people started backtracking and saying, well, maybe I missed it. Maybe I didn't hear God. No, you heard God right. You should have, you should have just stayed right there. You should have stayed true and stayed loyal to what you heard God tell you. But because you were more concerned about your reputation than his reputation, a lot of you backed off. And God says, when you did that, you completely put yourself in a completely different grouping of people, the disobedient. So this is a conversation today about the obedient versus the disobedient. It's about, it's happening on the government mountain, but it's also happening in the church. Hey, Joyce, it's good to see you, man. So because of the church now, um, Falling into a lack of power. The question that I have to lay before you today is, are you willing to keep on living without blessing or without power? Are you willing to come higher and get beyond yourself in this hour? Are you, what, you have to make the choice. No one can make the choice for you at this crossroads. You can repent and start now. You may be a little bit behind, but it's better to start now, better to start late and be late than never, right? So this is the choice that, is lying before you right now. So three-fourths of you are stuck in almost no authority or firepower, and those who have been true to God are passing you by. And by the way, this isn't a competition. It's an act of obedience versus disobedience. We're not ever to compete with one another because none of us can do the jobs that the other ones can do in the kingdom of God. <clears throat> but it is an act of obedience. And so sometimes we hit these crossroads where the crossroads for America came when we faced the realization that we had been sent to Cyrus for leadership. Right on. Good to know. No stuck is good. So Cyrus anointing then was put in place so that it could trickle down like the oil on the beard of Aaron from God to his people and his attempt to bring back the spirit of humility. Did you know that? Did you not catch that? It took me a second too. Um, But God brought in a wealthy man, but a man after his own heart, who'd been taught the Bible, maybe didn't live it perfectly. Whoever, who does, by the way? Which one of you who have been in church all your life lives out the the word perfectly? That would be an arrogant uh, thing to even think that you did that. Nobody can do that. That's ridiculous. And so I really believe God was attempting to get America, when he brought this man onto the world scene, to look at its own heart condition. Hey, James, it's good to see you, man. Like this David and Cyrus did. And then this David and Cyrus began to fight a war he didn't ask for in God's attempt at bringing America back to truth. 
back to truth about its negligence in paying attention to what had been allowed to permeate it from within. Did you ever think about that? This is the, this is the current state of the nation on the government mountain. But the same would be said of the church for today's time. The Jezebel has permeated from within. And now it didn't just permeate on the government mountain. It's permeated the church. Wow. So what happens at the head will trickle down like the oil in the beard of Aaron. It, tri- it trickled down onto the education mountain in our business, media, entertainment. We've seen it in film, music. It's everywhere. I'm not trying to preach to you. I'm just telling you what he's telling me. Pardon me, please. But Jezebel is permeated from within, and now God is raising up the Cyruses, the deliverers within the church, those with a heart like David, to combat the religious spirit. Jezebel's the mother of witchcraft. The fakes, that's a fake identity, a fake sense of God. It makes people live under a mask. That's the spirit of religion. It makes people live under this dead structure, making them feel like they have to perform for love instead of just receiving the free gift of love. But it's considered, the Lord always uses this word with me, with these people. He calls them those that oppose. Those that oppose. Or those kicking so hard at the pricks right now that they're getting ready to get struck down by the Lord himself. Did you know that? Just telling you what he's telling me. But many would say, well, it didn't feel that way to me, Dr. Missing. It didn't feel that way to me. Um, it appears, or I sense, that witchcraft is through the roof and that they're releasing mega darkness across our nation. That's what I'm sensing. And I'd have to agree with you, too. That would be right. It's the week of Passover. That's to be expected this week. It's also to be expected around the high holy days. It's also to be expected around Christmas, if you know, moving through the heart of God. We're also moving into C2 at the end of this month. So witchcraft is on the rise. Most likely, if you're a front runner, you've already entered into it. Okay. So let me give you some insight, though, if you're an intercessor. Um, that the occult will not ever be stronger than God. Not ever. And that tells me that what you're dealing with then are disobedient, desperate people who have not been listening to God up until now because they've lost firepower. Can y'all pray for me, please? They're trying to hinder me from connecting to the Spirit please. Um, but these are disobedient people who are now trying to say, oh, here we are, God. We're here. We'll listen now. But here we are. We're ready to do your bidding. And while God is now saying to those disobedient, you're too late. I've replaced you, Saul. And you're no longer heading up this part of kingdom. My true obedient warriors are. You sold your soul to the witch of Endor. You sold out to witchcraft. You continued to do what was right in your own eyes, demanding or without realizing that all the while I've been monitoring heart conditions to see who would choose to follow my standards and who would follow man's. You understand we've been in a test. We've all been in a test. And so the enemy tries to get man to think that his plan will stand, but little does he know that he's fallen prey to the demonic because it was the devil who fell in time. Not I, says the Lord. 
The devil was the one who fell into the earth when God cast him out of heaven. See, the earth is considered within time. God doesn't live in time. I'm taking you somewhere. God's taking you somewhere. So the Lord said man's will, man's ways, or man's words will have no power when the flesh is involved or when the flesh rules. Only the spirit can move heaven on earth. You understand? So you have to have more of God in you than your flesh if you want to see heaven in the earth realm around you. Do you understand that God owns time? Psalms 31, 15. God says, time is mine. Your times are in my hands. Nothing can take our times. Nothing can take your future. Nothing can take your gifts and callings. Nothing can take your birthright, your titles and deeds. All these buffoons who are operating in a spirit of witchcraft, and you are a buffoon if you're doing that. You're a buffoon. You act like an ass and you you probably like one too. I don't know. Not to be crass, but anyway. So, But you are. If you act like the world, then you are. So the Lord is saying to these people in this hour that if you're going to act like the world, why don't you join ranks with them? Because you, you're acting like them. You've, you've committed treason already. And so this whole ideology of thinking uh, you're going to abuse God's word and you're going to twist the truth when God's nothing like you. He didn't teach you his word. He didn't teach you the Bible for you to go and abuse his spirit. God is not an abuse of God. He's a truthful God. And notice how many people or how few people want to hear the truth these days. You tell them the truth, your numbers decline. You tell them the truth, they don't want to hear it. They, oh, you, you, I can't believe you said that to me. I can't believe you talked to me like that. Now, what you're really trying to say is, I'm far away from the truth, and I've been far away from it for a very, very long, long time. So when it shows up, I get offended. God didn't come to bring peace. He came to divide the truth from a lie. So here we sit with three-fourths of the church sitting over here in the disobedient section, in the nosebleed section, while the obedient have a front-row seat to the new move. They're getting poured out, and God is lavishing on us. Not being braggadocious, I'm just telling you what I'm experiencing. But then we have the people in the nosebleeds, nosebleed section now getting jealous, getting angry. I'm going to get into that here in a second, too. You need to be angry at yourself, by the way. We're not following and obeying the Lord. You're the one to blame. Nobody can walk your walk for you. You need to take responsibility for what you chose not to do and own it. Own it. Repent. Get back in line. At least then God would respect the fact that you were being honest. That's what we're dealing with right now. So man thinks his plan's going to stand, but man's ways aren't God's ways. Only the spirit can move heaven. Do you understand God owns time? And there's an appointed time, an appointed hour, which is divine. This is the hour that's ruled by the spirit. You understand? Which means only the spirit has access to it. The spirit of the living God. Not yours, not your fleshly person, the spirit of the living God. So if your spirit has been rebellious and demanded to partner with the devil and not get free, then you've chosen to stay earthbound. Nobody, I don't know what to tell these people. They get ticked off and they get mad and they think, well, I'll fix you. How? How are you going to fix me? Really, how are you going to get me? By abusing the word of God, he doesn't honor your words. You're doing it not just to me. I'm hearing it from Real Kim Talk. I'm hearing it from... 
different leaders, they're all getting sick and tired of the lack of, they're tired of the lower level living, low standards. And then these people say, they, they feel like, they make us feel like, because we're telling them the truth, that we are not uh, adhering to the status quo. We're not stepping into their box of death with them, their religious comfort zone, like everybody else seems to want to do, because that's acceptable in the body of Christ. But the truth is not acceptable. Go figure. But then they're the, they're the ones that aren't blessed. So I would rather be not acceptable and blessed than walking in a spirit of death under a spirit of religion with Jezebel any day of the week. Any day of the week. I'll stay right where I'm at. Thank you, God. But this is the word of the Lord for them. Man has to remember that time, in time, you have to forcefully step into the divine with seed. Seed being your words, your money, your actions, because every good tool you use from heaven, meaning things that I've given to you to plant, will reap a harvest. But man has to choose to partner with me in heaven so I can manifest it in the earth in order for me to pull him outside of time into the divine. If he chooses to stay earthbound, there's nothing you can do about that, leaders. As each man and woman answers to the Lord for what they choose to do or not do. I owe you nothing. No leader here that's obedient owes the disobedient anything but to love you. I can love you from a distance if I have to. Most of the time I do. Because some of these people are so weird and crazy that they want to blame everybody for their disobedience. And then they try to take you down with them. Their attitudes are, well, if I can't have it, nobody's going to have it. God's like, who died and made you God? <laughs> Are you retarded? <laughs> I mean, really? That's just me telling you that. But I, I wonder sometimes if he thinks that. But no, they continue. The Lord's just saying this. No, if they continue, they will not enter into the divine. but will be left outside with those who chose the flesh over the spirit. You see, in order for heaven to manifest, you have to choose. This is our crossroads even when all hell is letting loose against you to participate in heaven's economy, heaven's ways, or to activate heaven's laws around you in the natural. That's what causes these, these supernatural laws to manifest because the spirit will always have precedence over the natural, but only if you choose to sow into it. And as you sow, you grow. And when you get deliverance, Deliverance helps your spirit man to skip multiple levels at once to where you can move into the fiery place of God's spirit. Stay with me. That place of true firepower, deep love, based on 1 Peter 1.22 from above. God calls us to love one another deeply. And what's the sick part about this conversation is this, is that so many people think that they're loving, but they act like hell. And there will be, there will never, ever, ever be a time in history where God will partner with witchcraft or wickedness or witchcraft prayers per Kim, per real Kim. <laughs> Go read it. I'm, I'm, she's saying what a lot of us are thinking, but now I'm saying it too. I've been trying to say it just in a different way. God would not ever subject his Holy Spirit with your wickedness. Not ever. That's lower standard living. That's junkyard dog standards. So three-fourths of the church now are acting like this. Not all. Most, from what I'm seeing, that's the reason for all of the witchcraft in the atmosphere. 
a little bit of a, there's quite a bit of cult stuff, but they're no match for God. <clears throat> Not for the word of God. You have authority over that. So this is the new place the obedient have moved into, making those who chose the old wineskin dull in spirit, which set them vastly apart from those who chose to step into deeper parts of God's heart. The disobedience, therefore, chose witchcraft, and those that operate in witchcraft were all strange. Fire is allowed, is always engulfed by Holy Ghost fire, because God's fire is an all-consuming fire. And those who choose not to become refined by it are burned up and judged. Do you understand how perilous your position is if you're disobedient? If I were some of you listening, I'm not saying those over here, because they're constant on they're constantly listening constantly trying to participate you can't use the excuse so you're beating your people up you're beating your sheep up with your i'm I'm just telling them truth and by the way what makes you so afraid of the truth why is the truth or excuse me the truth if i can speak correctly why is the truth always wrongly labeled as anger there's no anger in my spirit right now I'm a truthful person, but I believe that's a lot of the excuses that the church uses, that the world uses to help from or to keep from being accountable and having to look at their own heart conditions. When God's saying, get it together, you leaders, get it together and quit making these poor excuses to allow your flock and yourselves to act like hell because you know what you're doing is wrong. You know the ways that you're behaving is wrong. And this whole ideology of thinking, well, at least we're getting their goat. At least we're bugging them. We're keeping all this witchcraft in the atmosphere. Knock yourself out. I don't care. You're the one that's going to lose in the end because God's getting ready to judge that people group. You don't believe me? You can wait around and see. I don't care. Is it Jimmy cracked corn and I don't care? That's what it is. So this is the new standard. For my people, says the Lord, as my true new warriors are being humbled to being a people of excellence, standard bears, to show the body the way back to me, the way back to the Lord. The Lord's saying, or else how would they know? God says, how will you know my people? By my love, by his love. God says, love is warm. It's unconditional loyal, loving. It's humble. It's humble. It's not in this vengeance mode or in this junkyard junkyard dog mode where it makes the people operating in it look like trash because they act like trash. You act, therefore you are. You can't be but who you are. It's your heart condition. A lot of you are just depicting your heart condition. And I'm just calling you out. That's the word the Lord gave me. But this is the new time. That's a thus saith the Lord word, by the way. This new time we're entering into will bring the obedient back into the new. And actually, it's not even a new move we're going into. We're stepping back into the basics of love. So all this fear that people are getting involved in, like, oh, my gosh, we've got to learn this new thing now. Oh, now what's God going to require of me? He's going to require you to get free from you. Get free from your flesh, from your bloodline cursings, which was always the plan. Not to just help you, but to help your forefathers on earth as it is in heaven. He's no respecter of persons. Pardon me, please. What he does for one, he does for all. So you're doing it, and that's why your forefathers root you on. Because 
God's no respecter of persons, what he does for one, he does for all. So when you get free, guess what? You're setting your whole bloodline free. They may be at lower levels of the mountain, but you're helping through Christ in your life to pull them up. So you're coming back into deep love, back into deep love. And for those of you who have been held back by the evil on lower level living vessels, I call them lower level living vessels. Um, God says, don't fret, don't fret. Because everything's going to be redeemed in the divine, in time, when it's your appointed time. All going to be redeemed. In That's when judgment walks into the room. Everything's overturned. So don't be looking at what you see with your eyes because your eyes will fail you. Let that encourage you. But if you're getting hit with mega witchcraft, again, we're in the week of Passover, which has a lot of major warfare that comes with it. If, if you're getting kind of freaky deked out in your emotions and you're, you're getting uh, affected, like everything's making you kind of feel triggered, you need to get a grip on it, get some discipline because you don't want to react, you want to respond. The enemy's coming in closer while God's spirit's also coming in. Hello, we're entering into C2 as well. So you've got strange fire coming in with Holy Ghost fire. It's a new training ground. It always happens in C2. Wow, God just brought that in my spirit. I didn't plan on saying that. But it's a training ground to teach you how to attain the mind of Christ. You got to think about what you're thinking about. And then you've got to choose life or you can choose and settle for death. What's fixing to happen in this season, which is the best part of the season, is that all the jackasses that have been messing with us through witchcraft, God bless you jackasses out there. God bless the jackasses. I'm saying it. I'm just going to say it. Happen. Jesus rode in on a donkey. <laughs> I don't know. It would have been your bloodline. I don't, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Did I just say that? Okay, there you go. I mean that lovingly. But anyway, those of you who do, you're probably going to get stuck in C2. Just saying that. So it's, it's a good thing to want to change and be changed. And see, we have such a, the Lord told me this earlier today. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I can be sarcastic. But anyway, I really mean this. Uh, bring that back. Oh, thank you, Lord. Um, earlier today, the Lord gave me these words, and this grieved me. He said, do you realize that the church has become one big pride-filled mess? Everybody thinks they know everything because of the five, what little, what little iota speck of fivefold uh, giftings you have, which is not even your power you're operating in. You're operating in a speck of God's power, maybe a minuscule speck of his power. And then he didn't give us any more because a lot of people are failing because of the lack of humility. It takes humility to serve a holy God. Do you understand that? Last shall be first and the first shall be last. Jesus didn't come to be served. He came to serve. He did, and he was God Almighty. He is God Almighty. So, we have a lot of people being affected by the witchcraft in the atmosphere right now, including witchcraft prayers of the disobedient, because they've chosen a very low standard. They're staying earthbound. I believe it grieves the Lord. Where soon enough, they're going to find themselves stuck without help unless they choose to come and do things God's way. <clears throat> That's what we're dealing with right now in this hour. If they choose to continue on in their own way, the darkness will overtake them. Do you realize how serious this is? So people think that they're getting away with things, but what they don't understand is they're just storing up heaps of judgment 
for themselves. And believe me, God is starting to raise up. I'm already feeling that spirit, his spirit on me. I'm seeing it happen for this new level. We saw it happen yesterday. God is very serious. The higher people are in the Lord, he's very serious about touching his anointed. And you think you're getting away with things, and God's like, yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching. So this is a warning that we've been given for the past three years. And so now the disobedient are getting very, very angry because they know they've been left behind from the divine. But they need to get angry at themselves for the level of pride they're operating in. Because their pride is what caused them to get caught up in the fall. Just like it caused Satan in, th- in a third of the angels. Do you not understand again that history always repeats itself? I believe this is the great falling away. Which is where three-fourths of mankind is choosing the enemy's ways over God's ways. Where one-fourth of mankind has chosen to come higher into higher firepower, into the divine. We always see who's going to choose Satan and fall. That's what that stands for. Or who's going to come higher into the Lord. Which brings us to Deuteronomy 26, 26, 27 through 26. About what you're going to do after you enter the land. Sorry, I need to move her. What are you going to do after you move into the land? The land of Canaan. That's your promised land. And it's called New Beginnings. New Beginnings. And the Lord's saying, first and foremost, the thing that he told me, all caps, don't you forget about me. Don't you, you know that song? Forget about me. I know I shouldn't sing. Someone, someone emailed me and told me, please don't sing at the beginning of your videos. Okay. Point made. <laughs> My voice is rasping. Got it. But anyway, don't forget about the Lord. Don't forget about him. The same practices that brought you back into honor have to be practiced in the new land. Or you'll lose your stand and be spewed out. God says he hates lukewarmness. And it's not just about, I believe, uh, keeping God's ways. I believe it's, it's upholding the standard. Once God allows you in, don't let your standard down. The Lord says, practice my ways. Practice my feast. Continue to put me first and give me glory for what I've done for you. New beginnings call for new ways. And if we're to be people of God's own heart, don't you think we should practice what we've learned from the start? Because God wants us to focus on him, his heart, his, to love him first. And then to love our neighbor, which is the hallmark of his people. And then for God's obedient, he said, You're in the process right now, you intercessors, of conquering the land. And by the way, if you didn't catch John Kilpatrick's message, Karen Wheaton was a pastor that was a guest on his sermon, on his show this last Sunday. You need to go listen to it. I've never heard a sermon before where a a pastor looked directly in the camera and she said, let me tell you something. This message is for intercessors. And I knew it was for me because I asked the Lord what sermon to go listen to this Sunday. And he said, go over to John Kilpatrick's. And she was telling intercessors, I don't care what you have to do, intercessor. You stand and you keep taking the land because you're almost there. 
Do you understand? You're almost there. Um, so obedience to God has been the secret to your success for the obedient. Obedience. Choosing to go and do what God do. So you can keep coming out and through. But obedient or disobedience, excuse me, disobedience will cost us mightily in this season. Disobedience. But I was absolutely amazed at Karen Wheaton's message because it was so uh, unique or anything coming out of that church for one. But I knew it was from the Lord because God knows how tired intercessors are right now. We're absolutely spent. But again, like I told you in, in uh, I want to say last Tuesday, when I was talking to you about God equipping your vessel and how he made you, he knitted you together in your mother's womb. So if he knitted you together, he equipped you with certain gifts and callings. He made you for this time. He knows the level of endurance and the level of fortitude he equipped you with. You've just got to grow into it. How do you think you grow into something? You keep pressing into it. You keep getting free. You keep letting him expand himself in you <clears throat> to where you continue to step into heavenly places. That's how he's building it up in you. He's building up his spirit in you. The Lord said, happy Passover. As God's helping many of you to literally learn to pass over into your new place this season. And although this message, I want to say about this message right now, it may seem, I don't know what it feels like to you. Actually, to me, everybody's so tired that it feels like we're just halfway hanging on, you know, trying to keep pressing into that new part of God's heart. And, and God's saying, although you can't sense it currently because of the high level witchcraft, always remember, they know it's them or us. So they're kicking it into high gear. You know, you know that, right? You've got to hold the line. You cannot let go one inch. They're looking for one inroad in to take us down. And Lord's saying, no, it's not ever going to happen because you're more powerful than them. But you've got to stay engaged. You've got to stay engaged. So for the obedient, while you're having to deal with high-level desperation from the disobedient and the occult, you need to understand what you're walking into. Not to mention walking into CT. You've got three battlefronts coming up. Two of them are already hitting you. One's coming up. The other, last one's coming up April the 30th as we walk in to C2. And you're going to do just fine. Just fine. Right? You're going to do just fine. Um, this is also why you're probably having a hard time hearing and seeing by the Spirit. They're attacking your fivefold giftings. Thank you, Lord. Uh, they're attacking uh, the things that belong to your vessel, but that, but, which are irrevocable, by the way. These people are just dumb. I mean, just, I don't even, there are no words to express how stupid I think that they are. Stuck on stupid. And then I'm not talking about the occult. <laughs> I'm not talking about the occult. I'm talking about the disobedient. And most pastors and leaders will say, I can't believe he called some of these people that. Somebody needs to. Because some of you are in such deep kimchi with the Lord right now your lack of humility and your lack of obedience and your continual onslaughts against God's true people, you're just acting like a junkyard dog. That's all. So I'm just calling you what you are. And I don't have any regrets for having done that. 
It's the truth. You are, you, if you act, therefore you are. So if you want to commit treason and commit, uh, act like the devil, then go join his forces. You already are. Go join a coven. Go pray your witchcraft prayers over there. They'll love you. They'll love you. They'll probably offer you as a sacrifice. Just go make yourself at home. Do whatever you do. Leave us alone. But the disobedient, God says, this is what God's saying for you in this hour. Let me finish up for the obedient. <clears throat> First of all, God's saying to you, stay the course and finish what he started in you. Okay, stay the course. For the disobedient, God's saying, quit using the excuse of, oh, God's a God of grace. And he's going to allow me into this new place with your chosen cherry picking of the word, says the Lord. Because if you haven't noticed, says the Lord, if I didn't allow my own people, Israel, to come into the land after 40 years of wilderness wandering and disobedience and their believing, what makes you think you're so special that I would think of disregarding your own negligence? That's a word for you, for the disobedient. But for this time, it's time for God's true saints to shine and rise up from the dead amongst you. Though you're a part of can these dry bones live, Ezekiel. For those of you who are choosing to believe and continue enduring on, because the dead will not ever enter into the land. The dead, those are dead grave clothes, by the way. Only the truly living will stand. Do you understand? You have to get free from what keeps you earthbound and in a spirit of death. Which brings us to Luke 10, 38 through eleven thirteen. 13. <clears throat> I'm probably making a lot of pastors cringe, but you know what? I am so tired of people dancing around issues. If we don't see it on the stupid government mountain with political speak, we see it in the church mountain. With all you people acting like Joe Super Baptist and brushing things under the rug. Oh, we're not going to talk about that over here. Oh, that's not loving. You use that excuse. You wear it out. You wear it out. And then you call people like me angry. I'm not angry. I'm angry at the devil on you for making excuses and for you allowing him to operate through you with your spirit of religion and your spirit of death and then holding the rest of the innocent sheep hostage with your crap. So we're standing up to you in this hour. We're saying, let God's people go. Just let me tell you, in due season, God's saying, if you don't, a lot of these houses are beginning to fall already. We're already seeing it happen. And so we're seeing big names fall right now. They're losing firepower. And they're fighting all the way down. It's the same as the deep state. They're fighting all the way down. But God's looking for true leaders. And he's asking these new leaders for this new move. He's, he's literally vetting you for this new move. And you have to have a heart of warmth and love. You have to know who Christ is. And it's not just your, how do I say this? It's, it's not your version of who you think he is. Because what if your version is jaded by plastic Christianity? Instead of authenticness, which is what he's bringing us into. Where you're comfortable with your flaws. You're okay with your, with your unhealed areas, but you're doing something about it. But the Lord is asking these new leaders, what makes you serve? Or are you just going to be like the rest of the junkyard dogs? Because Jesus wasn't limited to the twelve. He reached out to those who were saved through the harvest. Because in this hour... God is looking at the hearts of men and women and asking, why are you here? Are you here for what you can get out of serving or what you can bring in your pocketbook through service by fleecing my sheep? Because it's never been about you. It's always been about them. 
the true sheep. If you notice anything about what 45 says, he says this. He says, they've always been after you. They've always been after Christianity in this nation because they know we're the only one standing between them and the new world order. They knew we would never go for that kingdom, nor will we ever go for a Luciferian, a Luciferian kingdom. Not ever. Not ever. But see, the problem is, is three-fourths of the church have joined, have joined ranks with this Luciferian thinking, not even knowing what snuck into their camps. And now they're acting like hell, just like their father, the devil. He's always been their father. They never really even knew the Lord. And they think God's just disregarded it. No way. God's saying, no way, Jose, to you. You're not coming into my heart. I don't allow the devil into my heart, says the Lord. Clean your butt up. Let me clean you up. But for these new leaders, God's saying, why are you here? <clears throat> I'm, I've got a vetting process in place for this new season. And for the, the, the people trying to come near, he's saying, I'm asking every one of you, why are you here? Because the Lord says, I love my family. And you should be here to help lead my family of believers. But you have to love them like I do, says the Lord. Which includes discipline, truth, redirection with loving correction. And sometimes the truth hurts. But that's what love does. It corrects us when we're not listening. Just like it's having to clang some of you hard-headed leaders out there who think you know it all. Some of you are so stuck on stupid, it's amazing to me. Your best friends have come to you and said, hey, you've been demoted. Hey, you've had your siblings come to you. Hey, God's replaced you. Hey, and you're so stupid and deaf that you think, oh, no, 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 God. How could God replace me? I feel like I am God. That's what you act like. And God is like, have you lost your mind? I'm about to strike you dead. Balaam, about to strike you dead. Your jackass hears me better than you do. I'm standing in front of you with cross swords right now. And then you set your prophets up by letting them do your dirty work. By praying in your witchcraft prayers. Because of your desperation and your need to stay in power. Because of your fear of disgrace in the hour. The Lord said it's already happening. It's already happening. So for you leaders who don't like confrontation. You will not be helping to lead God's sheep in this new season because of your lack of obedience in past seasons. Because you made it all about you, says the Lord. When I brought you to serve me by helping my family come back to me for those who would listen. But many of you scattered my sheep while pillaging and fleecing them for your own motives. The Lord says, I saw it all. I saw it all. For the obedient, Lord's saying, for you, I've given you a hard task for this hour. The truly loving. Lord says, ministries can be difficult and it can be dangerous, but it's nothing that I didn't face or that my disciples didn't face. Matter of fact, um, we had a situation where I saw that actually come into life, real life. and. Um, I'm not going to get too far into that. How much time do I? I may, I may not. My thing here. Yeah, we have time. I'll tell you. I'll tell you where I saw the enemy manifest. And I knew that we were in the proper alignment. We were right in the smack dab middle of God's will. 
when we were in Galveston, um, we had been running around. We worked our butts off down there and um, got God's will done, hopefully, for this, for this, for this section. But we came in one evening after eating and we hadn't been in our condo more than 15 minutes, maybe. We, we had a place that was a nice location, but it was on a corner. And it had a sidewalk that wrapped around the building, and there was only a sidewalk between the building and the street. And we were in there trying to get ready for the evening, and we heard this blam hit the side of the building. Or I thought hit the side of the building. I thought it either hit a car or the side of the building. And um, then I, I, we ran outside. We were trying to figure out what, what was going on. And only to see about six police cars or so descend upon the property around our whole area around the building and I'm thinking in my head my head starts racing because of my family's military background and I'm thinking okay I need to assess the situation and we start hearing this car like like it's out running the police and so they're chasing it around this neighborhood and I'm thinking oh my god so I run back into our gated area we have a gated area for where it was at and only to see about a car length away from me this guy with a gun being slammed down by the police. And I saw the gun and I said, gun, gun. And I ran back into the condo and our people that were with us, they said, lock that door. Because at that time we didn't know if they were going to try to hurt people or what, but the officer had him apprehended. And then I realized, I thought, what in the heck? And I knew it was the devil. I thought, man, <clears throat> the devil is mad that we're here. But we're seeing the enemy. My point in telling you that we're seeing the enemy manifests all around us. This is Passover week. He's mad that a lot of you are stepping into your new. And by the way, we're seeing a bunch of new churches rise up down the coast. We're excited. Really, really excited. But we're seeing the enemy manifest now because he's losing the battle. He's the war. And your job, intercessor, is to stay engaged. But, you know, if you're going to be a leader, if you're going to be a leader in this hour, you've got to ready your heart for what you're fixing to face, okay? It takes a fierce, loving heart to serve God in this hour. I'm not trying to pat, you know, the new people in the back, but it takes gumption. That's a nice way to say it, I'm thinking. Um, to step up to the plate and serve in this hour. Because a lot of people are so subservient to the status quo the spirit of religion they're like they just want to be accepted and they want to build their numbers and they want to bring the finances in they're making their own plan and god's like your plan's not my plan that's the plan of man yes it does take finances to run a ministry we know that firsthand but a lot of people are settling for this apparatus of religion and they're settling for the people who operate in it when God's trying to bring you out from amongst them, to bring out the true move, to settle the old wineskin from the new, and you're going right back like a dog to your vomit? No. That is not the new plan in the land. So God's saying, choose this day whom you're going to serve. You're either going to commit treason, and you're going to go back, and you're going to stand with the false prophets, and those stuck underneath this apparatus of death, or you're going to come out from amongst them and you're going to stand, leader. 
And in the famous words of George Swinney, he stated, you cannot serve, you cannot love without giving, and you cannot give without loving. It's going to cost you something. You're going to have to take all your resources here that God has given you on your vessel that you have control over, and you're going to have to give them back to God. He wants it all. It's called honor. He wants it all. He wants control over it all. You got to get off the world system. He's bringing you off the world system, leader, sheep, if you're listening. He's bringing you off the world system and onto God's economy. But in order to do that, you've got to step out of the flesh and all the way over into the spirit in order to do that. You can't just continue on in your own ways because your ways aren't God's ways. And if you're going to come up into the high firepower of God, you've got to step up into the deep love of God, which means you've got to get rid of you which keeps you from coming out and through. And God's looking for a group of men and women who want to serve him and his sheep to help bring them back into true love. And trust me, when people feel loved, they know it. And they show it. People used to get madder than H-E-L-L at me. Some leaders, when I first started out in this ministry, They'd help me, or not help me, they wouldn't help me at all. Believe me, a lot of them didn't help me at all. A bunch of know-it-alls. But um, they would sit there and they would try to tell me how to run this ministry without even considering what God had given me for a mandate. And I was like, you go run your own ministry. Keep your nose in your own business. I don't tell you how to run your ministry. Please don't tell me how to run this one. You don't know what God has told me. And it's because they were all operating under this death apparatus. And they expected me just to come in. Fulfill the status quo. Come on, be like us. No thanks. You keep your brand of love. I don't want it. You're not real. You're not from above. Which we quickly separated. We didn't have a relationship after that. A few of them were Balaam's prophets. Bye-bye. See you later. Have a nice day. Because I want the real deal. And I want people who are warm, loyal, loving, godly people who really want the sheep to do well. You understand? When God wants you to succeed, he's going to correct you in a few things, if you'll listen. And he's also a generous dad when we listen and do things his way, even when corrected. That's right. People know when they're loved. Why do you think these people over here still come back? I mean, we're, we're, we're seeing God show up now, and we're seeing him um, speak the truth to people, and you're hearing it through different leaders right now. I don't know about you. I'm hearing it through these truth leaders show up on the spot and it's make it's making these religious leaders madder than hell. They're getting mad and, and they're just kind of like, I can't believe how could you ever serve God ahead of me? And I'm like, you're so full of yourself. I want to vomit. Yuck. By the sound of what you make yourself out to be, you think you're God. You think you're the only one getting into heaven. I'm thinking, and you're on a freight train to hell. Most likely. Nobody knows how they act behind the scenes. And all the witchcraft prayers being thrown our way. But we do. But the Lord is looking for leaders who want to stay the course. And they course correct quickly when corrected. And they get back into alignment and into obedience. That's where you find God. He knows when you're doing your best. And you've done your best. Maybe you have a hiccup here and there. He's like, hey, he'll send in a prophet. Let's not do this. Clean this up. Okay, this course correct. Boom. And, and there may be a few ramifications, but not too bad. It's better than death. I'm telling you, 
these new spiritual laws on this level are pretty strong. And I want to say this to you disobedient people, by the way. If your leaders are allowing you to act like a junkyard dog in prayer, not strictly correcting you as an intercessor, which will keep you earthbound, by the way, then get away from them. Because the devil in them is setting you up to be judged. And God will hold an entire camp accountable for the lack of standards in this season. If you choose to follow a junkyard dog of a leader who never holds you to God's standard, then shame on you and them. Shame on you and them. But it's probably reflected in the whole economy of the church that you're operating in. Nobody gets blessed. Nobody comes higher. Nobody gets delivered. And so then they try to shut people down like me because they're afraid of what the truth is going to reflect upon them when they're exposed. They will be exposed. It's happening. It's already happening. But you'll get what you get when judgment comes if you choose to stay. I'm telling you, if God's been telling you to leave, because I can feel them praying against me right now. They're trying to make you think, oh, don't listen to her. They're trying to put things. Matter of fact, I take authority over it. If that's not God's will, God's way, God's truth, let it fall to the ground. Lamentations 3, 30, 70, 38. Bless these head, hands, feet, and mouth of all these liars. Go serve your father, the devil. You already are. When you pray these types of prayers against me, I sense it. You're not going to stop God on my life. I've got news for you. He's bigger than you. And I'm not afraid of you. I love you. But I don't like you. I don't like your heart. And by the looks of things, neither does God. Because if he did, he would be defending you instead of me. And I say that humbly, in gratitude to him. Thank you, Lord. But many are already seeing God's hand of judgment in this season because of the lack of obedience as leaders in prior seasons are being brought down. God's all about training the sheep to have high standards, especially in these higher spiritual levels. Or how else will the world know whose we are? There'd be no difference. Which brings us to Psalm 76, 1 through 12, as we try to wrap up today. And thank you for listening, guys. But it's talking about military victories. You're almost there, intercessor. For the obedient. You're almost there. I'm so excited. And it's talking about where the enemy soldiers and military equipment were unable to stand against the Lord's host. And God is for us. If you know anything about him, he's for us in the battles of life. When we try to do his will, man's fury doesn't frighten him, not in the slightest. So it shouldn't frighten you. God's long-suffering. But you can count on the fact that God is gearing up to rise up and judge the wicked in this season. You can take that to the bank. Make sure you're not in God's crosshairs. Again, because entire camps are going to be judged for having not stood up in true righteousness. And that day's upon us. And by the way, the hour's late. The hour's very, very late right now. I would not be giving this kind of a message. I only say what I hear him saying, 
And if you haven't noticed the level of truth coming forth, I mean, the intensity of the truth coming forth in these messages, I don't know any other way God could say it to you guys. I don't know. <clears throat> and the spirit of rebellion amazes me on these people because they sit back with their little smirks and their smugness thinking, I'll show you, I'll do this. But in the back of my mind, if I were you, I would be reflecting on some things, thinking, especially for some of you who have had prophets come to you and say, you've been demoted. You've been this. You've been, God's not using you anymore. And then you're still being stuck on stupid, thinking you're going to fight God. And, and I guess into that, all I could say is, I pity you, man. I, I, I do. I pity you because some of you are probably going to wind up six feet under. And it didn't have to be that way. It didn't have to be that way. Which brings me to Proverbs 12, 15 through 17. <clears throat> where it states, Fools think that their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. I didn't plan this. This was just, I never even read this yet. I've never read this until just now, by the way. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. A fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. An honest witness tells the truth. A false witness tells lies. God's differentiating. He's differentiating out between the two camps, the disobedient and the obedient. And unfortunately... And this comes into my spirit, by the way. <clears throat> me. It's sad. It does make me sad that the body of Christ has come to this place where they're no longer in unity. A lot of people think that they are, but because of everybody's demand to be right. Oh, no, I hear God. I hear God just fine. When you've had people come to you the whole time. Nope, that's off. Nope, that's off. Let me, let me give you this heads up, by the way, <clears throat> which is duping a lot of people. I've never seen the enemy coming in like an angel of light. As much as I'm seeing him do it in the last month, I'm seeing it around me. So we're submitting everything to higher level prophets, everything, everything. Because what glitters, all that glitters is not gold. But this is how powerful witchcraft is. And if you've never experienced that before and seen that, and you're just going by the words of your leaders, oh no, God told me this. <clears throat> but you've got a check in your spirit. God confirms himself in twos or more. Have you been taught that? So if you're getting a check in your spirit and your leader's telling you to do something else, guess who's going to be held accountable for not listening to God? Even you. You. lower. But, but a lot of me may be thinking, but wait a minute, I, would, I, I just was doing what they told me to do. Germany said the same thing when the Holocaust happened. Look at who was held accountable. God holds every man and woman to a standard. And if you choose not to walk in it, guess who's being held accountable? I'm telling you, if your leaders are acting like junkyard dogs, run. If they're allowing witchcraft prayers and they're not correcting you, run. Run. Run away. Get away. Do not do their dirty work for them. A lot of you are being used by these people. Because they don't have any firepower anymore. 
they're letting all these prophetic voices, they connect themselves to true prophets and prophetesses who are in alignment, but they're, they're expecting the best because of who they think these people are. And they're just doing their every beck and call. But what they don't realize is that they're being set up by the enemy on these people for judgment. Because God will hold entire houses accountable for not cleaning up the sheep. That is the message of the hour. Help your sheep to get course corrected and to get cleaned up and to get into position. That's what God is saying. He's all about a standard. He's all about people coming up to this excellent standard, this honor, true nobility, the good, the pure, and the lovely. Otherwise, how will people, why would people want to serve your God? Some people do, some of you, because you act like hell just like him. I'm not talking about Jesus Christ. I'm going to leave you with that. I love you. Believe it or not, I do love you. I love you enough to tell you the truth. Um, but, you know, I think it's a hard thing in this hour. It's a hard thing to stand up for truth in this hour. Because people don't like it. They don't like the people that speak it. But I'm not going to stop speaking it. Not for you and not for anybody else. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, switch over. Swipe on. I don't care. I'm still going to serve him. I'm going to say whatever he tells me to say. Because you don't intimidate me. I'm just going to be who he told me to be. He's got me. And I love you. Anyhow, guys, I love you. And I will be hopefully talking to you. We'll continue the conversation on Friday. Until then, stay the course. Don't quit. We're almost there. Love you guys.